Welcome to the Solid Ground Podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to have conversations that can be used as a resource to create a solid ground to stand on when walking through life with Jesus in an ever-changing world. This is the Solid Ground Podcast. everybody and we are back with the solid ground podcast and it is your favorite host noah joined with wow tony really uh i would hope (laughs) (laughs) okay well someone's a little salty because he didn't get some of my uh private yeah yeah yeah. so this is i'm gonna set the scene here i'm sitting here we're like oh what are we gonna be talking about today and i'm telling them what we're talking about and then you know we're doing a test and i'm like Ask him what his favorite candy is, and yeah. he says Reese's. Yeah. He says, "Oh, I have Reese's on me, like right now." Of course, I do. And I go, oh, "Okay, so we're gonna have some Reese's," and he yeah. goes, "No," and just <laughs> no. ends it right there. Yeah. And so I'm hurt. Look, I'm giving you a practical application for the topic for today. I really, I was, I was looking out for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that we have someone as wise yeah. and as uh, caring as Tony to reject uh, Correct. hospitality. <laughs> Correct for the podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, the topic that we are talking about today is, uh, we're talking about for some forgiveness and I'm going to be working yeah. through forgiving Tony yeah, you are. right now. Yeah. Um, but the reason we want to talk about this is that we're coming into the holiday season, right? We're coming in and we got friends, we got family, we got people that we love seeing. We got people maybe we don't love seeing so much. And usually in the holidays, there stirs up a need to have forgiveness and patience for people. That really get on our nerves for people uh, that uh, don't do things that we would do things and often stir up uh, past feelings from maybe previous Christmas, previous years, relationships. Years when you did not get yeah. Reese's. Years when I didn't get Reese's, which uh, is a is a trigger point for me. So I'm... I'm See, it sure seems like. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so uh, we wanted to just jump in uh, asking about forgiveness, which is a pretty massive uh, theme in the Bible. It's kind of one of the biggest themes there. Um, so Tony, why don't you just tell us uh, what, like forgiveness in the Bible, what, is it a big deal? What, hey, why is it a big deal? What's going on there? Yeah, it's a huge deal. Um, I think there are a couple ways of, of thinking about it or, or looking to talk about it. I think first you could just say like, we have a command to forgive, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the commands we have uh, from God, from Jesus. To forgive other people. And that, I think, in the world just seems, appears unseemly. I remember, uh, like, a few years ago, what uh, Rachel Den Hollander, right? She was, uh, um, trying to find her book. Yeah, I see her book on my shelf. She was a, a gymnast, um, I think, at Michigan State. And so she was one of these women gymnasts who was abused by Larry Nasser, mm-hmm. uh, this guy who worked in the Michigan State Olympics and then the USA Olympics uh, teams as a trainer for many years and just and abused so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I remember remarkably, kind of both facing him on the on the stand. Uh, she's she's delivering her witness, and she very strongly relays like she was one of, one of the whistleblowers, right? One of the right. initial people, like this is this is what's happening. It's bad. Which how courageous. But even in the act of doing that, she was so clear on how she forgives him. And mm-hmm. she hopes that he 
finds God's grace. And I remember watching that clip and just being so moved. And similarly with, <clears throat> uh, there was a church in, I think, South Carolina a few years ago where mm-hmm. it was, you know, African-American church, black church, having a little Bible study was shot up by, I think the guy's name is Dylan Roof, some mm-hmm. white supremacist. And the members of that church forgave this mm-hmm. mass murder. And so instances like that happen. And I, and maybe if you agree with me, you see those in the news and happening in the world and you're so moved by them. Mm-hmm. Lots of people in the world are not moved by them. Lots mm-hmm. of people are find it um, objectionable. Mm-hmm. They think it, people think that forgiveness like this, this kind of radical, real, total forgiveness is unseemly. It, 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 it limits justice. It, yeah. uh, it, people don't then get what they deserve and, uh, you can't actually uphold righteousness and, mm-hmm. and, uh, like we, we are a culture today. I think that, you know, we have, uh, we would, wouldn't say the same, I think about eternal justice, mm-hmm. but we are a, a, a culture today that really wants justice now. Yeah. And I think in, in large degree, that's a good thing, but we see it also come out in this distaste for this kind of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really important thing to consider especially in our culture is like what is it mm-hmm. why do we do it what's it for what's the foundation um yeah what what, what is your sense as you uh are with young adults mm-hmm. as you hang around your your friends what what do you think is the the general thought on just forgiveness generally yeah i think everybody likes the idea of forgiveness because i think often- everybody wants to be forgiven Everybody wants to be forgiven. Exactly. Like all of us would love for the people that we've hurt, the consequences that we have deserved um, to be forgiven. That's just a natural thing that I think everybody wants because one, we don't want to deal with the consequences, but also it is a redemptive quality when someone forgives you that you're setting, uh, you're, you're wiping the slate clean essentially, which is redemptive. It's refreshing. It is good for your soul. Um, I'd say for young adults, it can be uh, difficult for just the the area that we're raised in. I think there is a lot of things that we feel um, hurt by. There's a lot of things uh, that as we are, I think, to a greater access of information, um, that we get to see things that maybe previous generations haven't been able to see as much. Um, and in that, be able to feel like we deserve more justice because we see how we've been treated compared to better uh, treatment, compared to how others have received justice, compared to uh, other forms of mistreatment, um, to where it's harder to forgive people because you're comparative a lot more of saying, hey, this person was treated amazingly and I wasn't, so I actually deserve a greater amount of justice than me having to forgive. Um, and I think that that can come across in a lot of ways. Uh, I think one of the main ones is parenting. Um, I think we have a greater access to information on how someone should parent, um, which I think is a good thing. I'm not uh, dissing that. I think it's fine if you diss it. <laughs> I think there's too much out there. I, th- I well, I think there is an appropriate response, but I think there is a good thing to have an access to actual um, good understanding of how to parent and how to treat your children and all of those things. But I think sometimes when we see that and we see the flaws in our parents, it's actually harder to forgive them because we are comparing them to this 
pseudo parent who was the perfect parent who did all these things that it should have been perfect, but you didn't treat me perfectly. We were hurt in this way. Or you compare that to uh, friends or, you know, uh, like even for me in school, I was, you know, I received bullying in school and certain things. And there's always uh, a need to compare them to, well, I wish I had friends that were perfect and loved me perfectly and all these things. Those people realistically aren't out there that are going to love you perfectly. There's only one person that loves you perfectly, and that's Jesus Christ. And so a lot of times it's hard to have that forgiveness because we believe that we deserve something and we haven't received it. And so we believe we need justice. And so I would agree with you that this kind of newer age is, is built a lot upon the need for justice. We want justice. Um, I think we don't realize that justice and forgiveness go hand in hand. And you actually can't have justice unless you have an ability to forgive because everyone has hurt everyone at every single point in history. Um, there is a not enough justice to go around without a holy God serving it. And so if we don't understand that there has to be forgiveness uh, in order for society to thrive, um, we're going to end up just on the basis of justice killing each other and accusing each other because nobody can act perfectly. And so I, I feel like there is a need for justice, but there is a misunderstanding of uh, when to forgive because I think having good boundaries, having those things are very important, but forgiveness is also very important that we have to have an understanding of that to, to treat anyone fairly is that there's going to be things that we have to ultimately forgive because nobody can live up to the expectation we place upon them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a good and provocative point of how you cannot... Uh, justice, true justice, in a sense, requires forgiveness, or at least justice you can live with requires forgiveness. Um, I'm reminded of this this dumb meme but you know that you know that Drake meme where yeah. it's like you know the first one is no 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 and the second one is yes yeah it was about like uh, uh, the parable of the prodigal son mm. who you know he 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 wastes all his he yeah. tells his father you know basically I wish you were dead give me all mm -hmm. that I would get if you were dead goes wastes it all in wild living comes back sheepishly and the father just takes him in yeah uh, forgives him right uh, without regard to to what he's done and the in the the meme the no 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 was that's not fair. Mm -hmm. And then the second part where he's like, yes, like, mm, that's not fair. Like, yeah, mm, yeah like that's not <laughs> yeah. fair. That's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let, may that be me. And I think that's uh, a lot of times how we look at it. And I think uh, mm -hmm. s sometimes rightfully so. But like forgiveness, it, uh, we talk about it. And, and the reason why justice and forgiveness go together is because of the way we see it embodied in Jesus. Right. He's he's the one. So he comes, God become human uh, and he comes to forgive our sins in, mm. in large part. Uh, he comes to live, die and rise again for the forgiveness of of our sins. And so we see in the sacrifice of Jesus on the one hand. We are when we are found in him, we are utterly forgiven. Yeah. The, the slate is wiped clean. Um, G <laughs> the, the, the sins sins are no more, right? So, mm -hmm. what if that's true? How freeing, right? Because then, then 
Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Not even, we can't, con we should not then condemn ourselves because mm -hmm. Jesus has pronounced us forgiven in him. Um, it's because of this forgiveness that no thing can separate us from God's mm -hmm. love for us in Jesus Christ uh, later on in Romans 8, right? All of these things. So that's the one aspect we see of the forgiveness that we find in Jesus. It's, it's this just utterly gracious thing where we are purified, washed clean. Uh, Jesus bears our sin so we can bear his righteousness. Just an incredible thing. We also see in the forgiveness of Jesus, justice being upheld. Mm -hmm. Because forgiveness in the gospel is not God ignoring yeah. sin, right? It's not God turning away from our sin. It's not God weighing everything in the balance and seeing that, all right, well, the good outweighs the bad, so we'll, we'll go in that direction. Um, it is Jesus, who is God, actually bearing the judgment, mm -hmm. bearing all of the judgment, bearing all of the, the wrath of God on himself, on his person, uh, so that we could receive God's blessing. So this is why, uh, cosmically, we can we have to speak of justice and forgiveness as going together because cosmically that is how it happens. Jesus, uh, the, the God's justice mm -hmm. uh, comes through with even on the sacrifice of Christ, uh, and so when forgiveness is based in that, and we can talk more about how that mm -hmm. fleshes itself out when it's based in what Christ accomplished, then you see justice and forgiveness utterly uh, going together, being upheld. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, I think that's good. I think w along that same line and even going back to the the parable you just talked about, um, I recently just reread uh, Tim, Tim Keller's Prodigal uh, God book, mm. which is fantastic. I'm currently rereading it. Look at that. Look at us. It's a good book. Um, and look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? Not me. Not me. Um, but there is, there is, I think, the misconception that forgiveness shouldn't cost you anything. Yeah. Forgiveness is going to cost you something. It costs Always Jesus costs something. Them. It costs Jesus something. It costs him his life. And so um, when we take a look in that that parable, you know, obviously we, you know, in a lot of his book talks about this, is that we focus in on the first, you know, brother that he ran away, squandered everything, came back, and he received the forgiveness. And we're like, it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. And it is. Um, but then we neglect the second brother who I think I know I resonate a lot with the Same. second brother. Um, and we, we forget about him is that he, he stuck with his father. He did everything he said, and it wasn't out of love for his father. It was out of a want for his inheritance. For himself, yeah. Yeah, but he chose a different avenue than the brother. The other brother said, I want you dead. I'll take the inheritance. The other brother said, I'll leave you alive, and I'll take the inheritance when you die off because I do all that. And so when he is throwing this feast for the younger brother, the older brother would cost him something to throw this whole feast and he's mad about it right and so we get to see another perspective of someone that has served their whole life uh would seem seemingly just um and yet they have to also give up something to help someone that really doesn't deserve it right though the younger brother went and made a poor choice um but if you're acting out of love if you're acting out of a love for god for your father uh, you should be able to take that hit, take that sacrifice 
for the love of another person and forgive them because the brother also had to forgive his brother, right? The older brother had to forgive the younger brother for running away and squandering a portion of the inheritance and then costing him more when he comes back. That would take some forgiveness, right? Um, so we have to we have to also remind ourselves that it's going to cost us something to forgive somebody. Yeah, I, and I think which is why, um, I like I suggested earlier, this kind of forgiveness has the the only way it's possible is when it's founded on yeah Jesus, because it is costly. It's always costly. I'm reminded of uh, Matthew 18. It's a really good section on this. This is Matthew 18. This is where uh, Peter says to Jesus how many times should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And Jesus says, well, 70 times seven. And he gives this story that goes along with it where this guy goes before his master. He's got this huge debt that he can't pay. Um, and so he, he's just at a loss. He shows before the master's like, I can't do this. And the master's filled with pity for him, it says, and releases him from his debt and forgives him his debt. Just incredible forgiveness. And the man leaves and you know, one would think, you know, super thrilled, super yeah. excited, but he goes out and he has another servant who owes him a relatively paltry sum, mm-hmm. who has a much smaller debt. Um, and now the man, uh, I guess, filled with confidence because all of his mm-hmm. debts have been forgiven, says, you know, no, you got to pay, you got to pay me back. Yeah. And if you can't, you know, I'm going to take this from you and I'm going to take this from you and I'm going to take this from you. And when this master finds out, he's incredibly angry. And it says here, uh, you can see like the mm-hmm. kind of cosmic elements is terrible yeah. it says the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart all right so we see our forgiveness it is always costly as you're saying mm-hmm. there's always a cost always if it's material uh, in the sense of money or possessions if it's reputation mm-hmm. if it's you know, you're, you maybe even your sense of self, mm. um, that maybe it's even sacrificing, you know, being right or something, you know, there's all yeah. kinds of things that yeah. we, we, that are, it, our cost that we pay yeah. and we forget. But we see here that the, those costs are relatively paltry in comparison to Jesus bearing mm-hmm. the sins of the world. Yeah. And so when we actually grasp that, that's what allows us then to to say, okay, well, Jesus did this for me <laughs> so that I could be free, so that I could live. Okay, then I'm going to respond by doing it for him. Yeah. Um, this is, that. that's that's where the power comes from. And if we don't do that, it, it shows we're either not actually understanding what Christ has done for us or we're just going down a really, really bad path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is, I think that's the only for me, that's the only way forgiveness like this makes sense is grasping all that Christ is, the cost that Christ bore, mm-hmm. the heavy cross that he that he bore that uh, for me mm-hmm. personally, for us, um, which then fills me with gratitude to then say, I, w- I want to live like that. I want to be like him. Yeah. And I think we often, uh, in that same vein, we often elevate our pain above what jesus went through or like well this hurt me so bad it's like jesus was getting hurt too man like he was he was taking everything like and he his value is infinite so him receiving all that pain is much higher than what we receive it's like look have you felt have you felt betrayed by your by by friends or family 
boy, Jesus, like yeah. all of his closest friends left him in his hour of need. Have you felt, uh, you know, like you lacked, mm-hmm. like you just weren't, you know, getting all that you needed to live the kind of life you wanted to live? Mm-hmm. Jesus said the son of man had, had nowhere to lay his head. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever felt like you prayed prayers that just God didn't answer? That God was seemed like he was absent. Jesus prayed, mm-hmm. Father, be your will. Let this cup of suffering pass. And it wasn't answered, right? Yeah. So like every bit of suffering, every bit of loneliness, of lack, of temptation, Jesus has experienced it. Jesus, who is mm-hmm. God, has experienced it, which how incredible that God can identify with us in that way, mm. which I think shows us, even if we have questions about justice or questions about forgiveness or questions about any very, any aspect of the gospel, when we continue to grow an understanding of what Christ accomplished for us, that Jesus, who was God, came and experienced all of the crap of human life, mm-hmm. except except for li- being sinless. Um, but everything else, exact same as me, so he identifies with me. You can trust him, mm-hmm. right? I, I can, I've heard it said, I think it's a, a famous poem. You can, tr- referring to a famous poem, you can trust a God who bleeds for you. Mm-hmm. Right? You can place your faith in a God who bleeds for you, who dies for you. Um, and not only that, because Jesus has experienced it and triumphed over death mm. and victory over death and the devil, uh, the grave, he can lead us through it, right? Not only does he, is he with us in the dark valley, in the valley of the shadow of death, he leads us through the dark valley of the shadow of death. And so even, I think even when we have questions or doubts about these various things, when we can just look at Jesus and see who he is and what he has done for, for us, Boy, I think that's so helpful mm. in dealing with all of this stuff and even something like being able to forgive someone who has legitimately wronged us, right? And and we can get, I think maybe we should probably get into like specifically how this practically looks. Yeah. But like the only way that, and that's why part of why I was saying this earlier, right? The only way I can think of like forgiving someone who's truly harmed me, mm-hmm. uh, truly, uh, you know, sinned against me, truly done something bad, terrible to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because when I was the enemy of Christ, he came to die for me so that I could become his friend, right? So it's it's this gospel which is truly revolutionary, particularly yeah. on this topic of forgiveness. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, to even just like hop back to when we were talking about justice yeah. of, I mean, Jesus understand not receiving justice. He was accused falsely and yeah. condemned. Yeah. And literally his... You know, prosecutor was like, I want to let this man go. Like, he's done nothing wrong. And they said, still crucify him. So even in, oh, I need to receive just, like, I just haven't received it. Jesus gets you. Jesus is right there, right there next to you being like, dude, I get it. Like, just listen to me. Just see my example. Forgive him anyway. And even in that, like, in the Lord's Prayer, it's multiple times in the Bible he responds. If you do not forgive others, yeah. you cannot receive forgiveness yeah. because if you cannot forgive another person, you don't rightly understand how you have been forgiven. You feel like you deserved it in some way. 
And that's where I want to get practical and figure out how can we actually do that? If we're having people that are, man, just are always on our nerves, people that we feel have wronged us, people that have hurt us in the past, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a boss, a coworker, something like that. Like, how can we take this understanding that, okay, it's going to cost us something. Jesus understands where we're coming from. Uh, how can we implement that into having a heart for forgiveness for yeah. the people around us? It's a great question. Um, and I, I think the, the first thing that comes to my head is what it will require is just a lot of prayer because mm. it's hard, yeah. you know, uh, every, almost every day, uh, I have these, uh, I have a, in my devotional time, I have these set of note cards, little, little cards that I've written prayers on or verses on that people name people's names on that I that I pray through regularly mm. and one of those is a passage a verse from first Corinthians 6 verse 7 where Paul's talking about uh, the apostle Paul's talking about uh, you know if there are issues in the church how do you deal with them and he says in first Corinthians 6 verse 7 why not rather suffer wrong mm. I and it's just every time I read it it just grabs me mm. anew why not rather suffer wrong instead of trying to fight for what you think you deserve mm. so, and maybe not even what you think you deserve instead of trying to fight for what you actually deserve why not rather suffer wrong um that is completely countercultural, right mm. that is that's not it's not only contrary to culture it's contrary to our nature yeah and so that's why and i would say it's the same with with forgiveness and that's why i ha like i pray daily that I would be able to walk in this. And, mm -hmm. and that's the only way I personally have found that I'm able to actually very imperfectly do this mm -hmm. is that it's, is I'm praying it. I'm, I'm asking God to help me in it. I'm releasing, uh, tensions that I'm feeling uh, to mm -hmm. him. I'm, I'm talking to God about, you know, people who've annoyed me or, mm -hmm. you know, the people who are proud. That's one that, cause it's, it's a pride and self-righteousness is something that I've, constantly fought back in my own life yeah. imperfectly so it's that's the kind of thing where when you see it in other people when it's a thing like that mm -hmm. it just irks you it yeah. that's something to me that really just irks me people mm -hmm. are like are toppers in conversations like yeah. things like that just so i have to give those to god in mm -hmm. prayer that's the only way i've talked about it mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's like gritting my teeth while i'm talking about it you know it's yeah. not like i'm like uh you know whatever your picture of like some holy monk or something yeah praying to God it's like it's it's a lot of like wailing and like God why and ugh and this person and uh, but Lord help me you know that yeah. kind of thing uh and so I think prayer is is the requirement right to, mm -hmm. to be able to do this outside of the theological Jesus yeah. has, has done this for us so that we can do it for him practically as in in what we can do I think the first thing that comes to my mind is you got to pray about it yeah. You got to ask God to help yep. you. You got to bring those names, people to God in prayer, even before you go to them personally, if you even have to go to them personally. Cause I think sometimes mm -hmm. there, there are, there are instances where you shouldn't just mm -hmm. go to somebody. Hey, I forgive you. If they don't yeah. know they wronged you, right. Which has happened to me before. Um, prayer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's vital. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And I think, uh, accompanied with that is uh, really meditating and listening to um, how you have been forgiven. Yeah. 
really sitting and I mean, going through not to, to condemn yourself because we don't have that condemnation, but to really go through and say, wow, I have been forgiven far past what I deserve. Um, I, I often will have to go through and be like, oh yeah, like I, I've done this in my life. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. Like I don't deserve a, for, a forgiveness that I've been given. And it's really easy for me, like, especially with like family, I have a very complex, like family dynamic which causes for a lot of hurt and a lot of uh cause for unforgiveness and not just me but the rest of my family um and there's a lot of times where i have to really rethink i cannot be unforgiving to this person because that would be unjust to how i have been forgiven um and it's incredibly difficult to keep that because there are things that are just blatantly wrong. There's things that you're like, that they they have wronged me. Like, I don't deserve this. But you also didn't deserve your forgiveness. And so you have to walk. And it's certain things that um, I think certain people don't fully understand, especially in my family, of how I have forgiven other people because they're like, well, they don't deserve, like, they are wrong. And it's like, yes, they are wrong. But also, I've, I've been told to love them. I've been told to forgive them. And even... It, unto your enemies you forgive them um and so it, it comes from an understanding of we didn't deserve what we have been given so how could i with withhold that from another person um and you do that in in communication with god yeah. um it's hard to do that in the moment if you've never thought about it on your own in your own space where you have to hold those things up to the lord and say hey like i am so grateful for how I have been forgiven yeah. um, to where when you're in those moments, if you have already reflected on your own forgiveness and you see someone, you you transfer from a position of judgment and of anger into a position of compassion and almost pity for that person of where you're like, man, like I have compassion for you because you deserve just as much forgiveness as I do. Um, and I have the opportunity to co-labor with Christ in forgiving you. I have the opportunity to show you the the gift of forgiveness by taking a look at myself. And and a lot of, I think, our our problems are, are solved by reassessing ourselves and taking a look and being like, am am I the am I the problem? <laughs> and sometimes when it comes to forgiveness, yes, you are the problem. Yeah. You are the problem because you you haven't done anything wrong to them, but you have not given yourself the gift of forgiveness. Um, and that's one of the great things is realizing that, uh, I, I don't remember who said it, but unforgiveness and bitterness is a poison that you drink hoping the other person dies. And if you keep on drinking the poison, you just become bitter. You become nasty. People will see that. And you are in no way a reflection of Christ if you're bitter. Um, Jesus was boldly unbitter, uh, in the face of absolute injustice towards him. And so... Having that response of if there's someone that constantly is irking you, you know this time of year, you are going to be upset. There are people that don't share the same politics as you, the same belief as you. Um, they have done something wrong to you in the past. They don't even, they're absolutely ignorant to the fact that they make you upset every single year. You have to remember to rethink, okay, how have I been forgiven? How can I forgive that person? And also step into that just as a truth of working towards to where you actually 
can fix the problem. It's not always there to where you can fix the problem. Um, sometimes it is confronting that person be like, hey, I forgive you, first of all, but this is what you're doing. You know, and if it's coming out of a place of forgiveness and of love, you're actually able to conquer a lot of those things. But if there's no forgiveness in the first place, it's it's hard to even fix those problems because you're coming at them with a, a position of, hey, you're doing this, you deserve this, you deserve that. And nobody likes being attacked. Nobody likes, no. everybody will go on the defensive. And if you are able to actually have forgiveness preemptively of going into it, be like, hey, I, I fully forgive you. Like, you actually don't owe me anything. Um, like, I know you think you do, but you actually don't owe me anything. I've actually taken, I've taken what, you have owed me, quote unquote, and I've I've paid that myself. That's what Jesus did. He paid it from his own bill, uh, our debt. And you're like, you don't owe me anything, but I don't want this to happen again. Out of love, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's set up boundaries to where we're not going to cross that again. And I think that is a really good practical way of sitting in prayer, sitting in understanding, self-assessing yourself, and and realizing that you need just as much forgiveness as them. Yes, I agree. Here, here. And I, and I think just to end, I would say this way of life takes courage. Yeah. Right. The Christian life takes courage. It takes courage to, uh, you know, say I forgive you to someone. It's it requires humility. Mm-hmm. It takes courage to say, tell someone I'm sorry uh, for how I've wronged you. It's not only humbling; it's humiliating, right? Which shared kind of mm-hmm. the same root. Um, this way of living takes courage. It's contrary to our nature. It's contrary to co- what the culture would have us know. And sure. but um, it is the way. It is the good life. Mm. It is the life of freedom. It is the life of mercy and grace. It is the life of love. It is. It is the life that Jesus mm. lived for us, so that we could experience eternally in Him. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's a it's a little uh, foretaste, yeah, right, of what's to come. Yeah, and with that, I would I would also say it takes courage and it also takes perseverance because the first time you forgive someone is probably not going to be the last time you have to forgive that person. Seventy times seven. Seventy times seven. Yeah, that's a lot of times. That is a lot of times, and you're going to have to continue to work through that. And it sometimes it seems easy at the beginning, but when you have been through the ringer and it's been not just a week it's been multiple years that you've had to work through this um you're going to want to give up and uh we just encourage you that jesus understands he's right there with you he had multiple years of this and that just persevere persevere through that wait in the lord abide in him be connected to the vine and there you're going to see the fruit of forgiveness um and so we just want to leave that with you so just during this time um, throughout the new year when we're coming in, just have a heart of forgiveness for people. And I think you're actually going to see that it, it changes many other areas of your life when you have true understanding of forgiveness. And so um, if we were to recommend uh, a book, I think both of us recommend Prodigal God as a great opportunity to to look more into forgiveness. Tim so, Keller also has a, a book, his last book that he published before he, he died was on forgiveness Yeah, called Forgive. Um, yeah. Very good very good resource i would recommend as well yeah so there's there's books to to help you through this to get a better understanding there's um so many awesome you know it's not the only books out there like if you need help so does everybody so look for help um and 
uh, continue to just push through on on forgiveness. Um, Tony, any last thing to say? I forgive you for your crack at the beginning of the episode. And um, yeah, I will walk in the forgiveness of that and I will consider giving you one Reese's. Okay. I, I'm i going to need more time to forgive you. I'm going to need more time. I'm going to need to... I need to have my quiet time. I forgive you. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Solid Ground Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to like and share with your friends. Have a blessed day.